What is up, everybody? Welcome to the One Wheel Podcast. Your host, Adam Laser. I got a very, very special guest today, Shane Autry, also known as Shane5000 on social media. Shane is a longtime one wheeler. Um, and it was just an amazing conversation to hear about his life before one wheel, when he got the one wheel, and uh, some things that happened in his life to make him change his path and go on an adventure. So stay tuned for this one. Learn more about this epic stoke dude. And uh, yeah, thanks for listening as always. Wow. Hell yeah. Shane. Shane Autry. <laughs> Is it Autry or Autry? Autry. Autry. Yeah. Also known as Shane 5000. Uh, yeah. This is cool, man. Jack said he calls me Shane 5G. I kind of like that Shane one. Shane 5G. Yeah. Yeah. Um, pretty, sur- pretty soon you'll have to do 6G. But um, this is rad to have you here because I was last night I was like trying to do my research a little bit because, you know, we've hung out a few times, but I don't really know much about you other than your recent adventures. All right. And, um, I remember a while back, I got really stoked on the fact that you were selling your business and getting an RV and going to travel across the country. And I think I said that on the Scott Mendenhall podcast. So it's just cool that now you are here and this is a part of your adventure. And, um, yeah, I'm stoked. It's so crazy. Yeah, I couldn't I couldn't make this stuff up to be here <laughs> at One Wheel. It's so awesome. Yeah, really to be here three times in the last I know few weeks. It's been unreal. It's pretty so, pretty wild. Yeah. Like uh, it's just like it all happens at once. It sure does. Yeah. You were here for um, you were helping us out via talent, being talent in a One Wheel ad, which is super cool. That was a lot of fun to be part of. Yeah, can't wait to see that. Yeah, and I uh, I wasn't really a part of it. So could you tell us like what, what was your, your role and what were you doing? Yeah. So I think, I think they shot a few different scenes like, and from my understanding is the commercial is going to kind of tell a story on why the one wheel is just this great machine that, that you should own. So this guy's trying to talk his wife into it. And, and my section is cruising along Santa Cruz, large, large along the beach, just flow in in that flow state wind in the hair just you know that we all love so much it's just a epic santa cruz backdrop and yeah i i've heard i've heard that uh tyler was telling me he's seen a couple or someone told me this morning they've seen a seen a preview shot and it looks pretty sick so sounds like hard work sounds like you had a hard job <laughs> yeah really hard <laughs> you know slaving over here <laughs> um that's cool because you know for us it's like we always want to integrate people that ride the board that are part of the community and uh you can't fake that stuff you can't you know go on casting and get people to do that stuff we need real riders yeah to, it, it was cool to be a part of it for sure very yeah. honored and you probably saw like all the behind the scenes of the production stuff and yeah it's pretty wild it was wild yeah the van the camera bolted into the van doing it, it was neat to be a part of it and experience it all for sure dope well i really appreciate you coming out here to to just chat on the podcast. Yeah. Thanks for having me. Yeah, uh, you, when you were here, you like kind of whispered in my ear. You were like, "Hey, uh, you know, I'd love to be on the podcast sometime." Yeah, and I was like, "Yeah, you got a cool story, man." Like, all I know about you is your recent adventure. So I think for me, I want to learn more about who Shane Autry is. Um, how like, what was life 
like before one wheel, when you got into one wheel and also just like your life in general, because you are living what some people would say is like the dream of just getting out there and doing it and exploring the country and, and seeing all sorts of things. Yeah. Yeah. It it definitely (laughs) feels like I'm living the dream every, every day. Um, but I mean, just a quick background is, you know, I just grew up Midwest town, blue collar family, just worked, went to school, did my thing. And, you know, I just was work was what you did. You know, you, you worked. So I uh, started, I started and got into HVAC right out of high school, just kind of did that thing. I actually went back to school, got a degree in computer programming and just weird timing. And I, just with the economy and the timing, never, never worked out that, but I ended up starting my own HVAC business and, um, yeah, I went on to do that for 17, 18 years when I, when I started the company. So I guess a little the board sport side of things, you know, I was like many of us skateboard or whatever. I was a kid and about the time I turned 16, just, you know, had four wheels and just kind of skateboarding fell to the side. When I started the company, when I was 25 years old, um, you know, suddenly I had some more free time and these skate parks started popping up everywhere. So I kind of picked back up skateboarding when I was in my mid-20s and I just literally had nothing to do except for wait for service calls. Like I started like a brand new company and I would get a few calls a day, but nowhere to go. I'd just go hang out at the skate park and just like skate all day and then like get a call and like put my boots on, go run the call and then like back to the skate park. And like, that's what I did until I got busy enough that I, I couldn't, you know, I just eventually was too busy to skate anymore and getting hurt and work and didn't always go together. So, uh, that kind of, I guess I skated for maybe five or six years in my early thirties. I, I stopped skating and, uh, probably about 2015, a good friend of mine just hits me up out of nowhere. And he's like, dude, you meet me at the park. You got to try this. I'm like, okay. So I meet him there. It's 2015, and he bought – I don't even know where he got these, but it was like a – he bought a truckload of EUCs from China, and they were like the tiniest little EUCs you've ever seen. Like now the EUC world, like I still have it, and when you look at it, it's just like so weird. It's a relic. But so like we got this – I got this thing, and like it was just so much fun. Like I'd just go out and like ride for 30 minutes and like kill it, and that was it. And that was – you know – but it was it was just nice to have that break in your day. So, you know, I I probably messed with that for like a year, but it was nothing more than a couple times a week I'd get out, and then I, I seen the one wheel ad, and I'm just like, what what is that? Like, and just immediately I, I knew I had to have one, and this was in this was in early 2017. So I saw this, so I I creeped on your Instagram a little bit, and I was like, how long has Shane been riding one wheel? You. You've been riding since like 2017. You had a plus. You had a couple, or it seemed like. Yeah, yeah. Like, dang, you've been doing it for a while. Yeah. So I, I ordered it. I think like March or April of 2017, and like everyone was waiting back then. Like you had to wait and wait and wait. And I can remember I was at work. It was it was July when it showed up, which is our busy season. You know, I'm in the air conditioning business, and it, the UPS guy shows up at my office and drops off this wheel. And, like, we're so busy, and all I want to do is go take this thing out in the parking lot. But I'm the boss, and I can't, like, just <laughs> throw everything to the wind, right? So I sat there all day long and, like, waited for the office to close. And I remember there was one one guy who, coincidentally, his name's Shane, too. He's out, he's out making sheet metal in the shop, and I walk out, and I'm like, dude, I just got this one wheel. And he's like... Oh yeah. He's like, that looks cool. And I just like jumped on it and like just started riding. And uh 
I was just in love. I mean, it was just that instant, you know, that instant gratification, you know, yeah. immediately found that flow state. And uh, so, yeah, that was the start of it for me. So now I had this thing that I could actually take out a little bit more than 30 minutes at a time, you know. Um, that's just kind of how it started. I just love the one wheel. Um, and then coincidence. So, so that was July of 2017. And then in September, we were going down to Florida to visit a friend and we were going to fly home. And I was like, there's no way I'm going to be without a one wheel. So I start looking around online and Chris Richardson of all people, which I had no idea. It was just some random guy online. I was like, Hey, you have a plus for sale? He's like, yeah, because I knew if I ordered it from you guys, I'd be waiting for months. Yeah. And he's like, it's brand new. I'll sell it for retail. I was like, I'll come get it. So I went down to Florida, Damn. got this second plus, and I, I thought I was like, you know, I Dude, had two boards. King. I had a Chafon charger, so you could charge one board, ride one board. You know, it only take 30 minutes to charge a plus. It took 30 minutes to kill it. So you, I, I could ride forever, I felt like, you know. And then the XR came out, like, shortly after that. So then it was... You know, that was kind of stood to sound like now yeah. I have three boards and I'm only riding one of them. And yeah, yeah it's the shuffle that we all all go through, you know. Well, that's cool. It's been a part of your life for quite a while now. And I, I actually, when you're talking about like skating for 30 minutes or like, and then now you could ride a one wheel, have you skateboarded recently? It's so hard, dude. I I respect it. all these guys that go back and forth. Yeah. I'm just like, how do you do it? So, like, I, I was one of those that, like, you know, like, I was like, I'm going to be able to drop in when I'm 80. Just because it's yeah. one of those things, like, you just think, like, there's certain skills that are just, like, become second nature. When, and I'm like, I'll be, I'm going to drop in when I'm an old man just to do it, you know? Well, then I stopped skating for, like, a few years. And in 2020, we were out at... Um, Christian's place, one-way place. I don't know. He's got the crazy skate park in his backyard oh, really? and this huge one-wheel velodrome. And I'm like, dude, I want to go skate. And it was the first time I stepped on a skateboard in three years. And I was like, no. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's it's, it's different. weird. It, I had a moment at um, Wheel Fun Stuff weekend. And I grabbed the board and was just screwing around in their little garage area they have there. And I was sweating bullets after like 20 minutes of trying like a kickflip and like a couple of other tricks. And I was just like, whoa, this is like, I forgot how specific, like all the little muscles and just, I don't know. It was, it was very hard and very difficult. And like things came back, like, you know, it's like riding a bike, you kind of start getting it back and you get, right. you want to like land that trick that you used to be able to do, but oh my gosh. Yeah, you want to lean forward. Yeah, like it, you're you're like you're like oh, I'm on four wheels instead of just one wheel, and I have to push. But like it's all just different. And when I actually first started at one wheel, um, it was like oh, I'm gonna get I'm gonna buy myself a new skateboard. And during my lunch breaks, I would go outside and I'd practice like all my old tricks. And I was getting like pretty good for a while, and thinking that I'd go because I'd just moved to Santa Cruz, thinking I'd go to all these skate parks around here because. I grew up on the East Coast. There was no skate parks. Like you had to, maybe we go to like New York City and that's that's what you did. Um, so I'm like, oh, there's a cement park right by my house? <laughs> what? And uh, yeah, I just, I never followed through with that because it's like, of course I'm going to jump on the one wheel and just get in the zone and do that instead. Right. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. And that, and that was the thing with me growing up in the Midwest was like, 
we didn't have snow. You know, we we had one spot to snowboard, and it was ice. You know, we didn't yeah. have water sports. There was no surfing. So, like, skateboarding was the only option for a board sport. And then it was on, you know, crappy city streets. There was no skate parks and stuff whenever we were, you know, kids. And that was the one thing that made the one wheel so magical was – I can do this anywhere. Any, Literally, anytime. the ad, the world is your playground. Like, yeah. that's what it, it just, yeah. Because you think, like, even you're skateboarding on a street, you hit a little pebble, and it's like, and then you get thrown <laughs> forward, you know. Right. And it's like, oh, a one wheel, I could just go onto the grass. I yeah. could go onto this, like, dirt berm that nobody would have ever thought or just ride on the gravel. Yeah. Definitely, like, expands the imagination and where you can go with it. For sure. Where in the Midwest did you grow up? Uh, St. Louis, Missouri. Okay. So yeah, so St. Louis, Missouri. Um, yeah. So so just kind of kind of jumping back to the the 2017. So after I get the two one wheels, I it, uh, my, they were doing the first float life fest, and uh. I, and I was dating my wife at the time, Peggy, and I was like. Oh, she always called it my scooter. She's like, Are "You gonna go ride your scooter?" <laughs> so I was like, "Honey, look, they're having a." a scooter festival. <laughs> and she says, Oh my God, are you going to go? I'm like, Oh, I was just joking. Like, she's like, I've always wanted to go to Asheville. We should go. I'm like, okay, let's go to Asheville. So she's, she coined it scooter Palooza at that scooter Palooza. <laughs> she started telling everyone we're going to scooter Palooza. <laughs> so, so we drove out there and it was the first time I ever rode with anyone, you know, like I never even besides stopping and buying that board from Chris for a yeah. minute, you know, but I was like, there's so many like-minded people, you know, like it was just, I found my people. That's, that's really how it felt was, was attending that first flow life fest. And then it then it was go home and wait for the next one, you know? And, and even another funny thing is when in 2017, whenever I bought my one wheel, I was just, just desperate for one wheel content, you know? And I remember finding the race for the rail where soup won. Uh, and I was like, they race these things. Like, and it was in like a month prior. I'm like, I just missed it. Like, you know, and, and we all know, you know, one was kind of, we waited, waited for that a date to be it. Like, well, they have it again. When, when's this race coming? You know, and, and it was just waiting for the next race for the rail. And, and I've actually been to all of the race for the rail since I missed the one where soup won. And then I missed 2020 because of COVID. Yeah. And yeah. Are you coming this year? Oh yeah. 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 Um, it's, it's crazy to think that it, that it would be this weekend. Yeah. Uh, you know, it is things happen. Yeah. Um, dude, that's so wild because you are like, I mean, that's, I started working for one wheel in 2019. So like <clears throat> a couple of years after you found the one wheel and just hearing you say we had to wait a whole year for another event or like another race. And now we're at the point where it's like, dude, there's so many things going on how do you pick and choose what to go to? And like, you know, there's so many races and events. It's like awesome. But at the same time, like from your perspective, it's like you were there when it was like nothing. And then now there's all these options yeah. and all these things. And to see it grow like that from like your perspective, what is that like to like be at one point where you're like, Oh, I actually like, didn't know anybody that rode these things except for one dude in Florida. Yeah. And now you go to an event and it's like, what? Oh, uh, it's, it's so crazy. I mean, Flow Life Fest has been an awesome event and to watch the progress that it's had over the past 
five or six years. Dirt Surfers has been another one. I was at the first Dirt Surfers in 2020. And like that moment, you know, that just that changed one wheel racing as we knew it. You know, like that was a changing point. And, you know, and all of these have been just huge. And then just to see <coughs> how everything follows after that. And like you said, now there's, you can't make it to all the events. I mean, even me, like my goal is to make it to every event. Like I still can't, like I have nothing. <laughs> I have, my job is to make it to every single one wheel event and I still can't do it. Like it's, it's really hard. That's, there's so many events out there. Um, yeah. you know, and that says a lot. I mean, that's awesome. Uh, but yeah, no, really, really cool to see the, see the growth. So talk to me about, um, so you sold your business. Is that correct? Or like you, what, like what led you to taking this leap of basically living in an RV and traveling around and just wanting to do that for this portion of your life? Yeah. So, I mean, it was, you know, it was kind of one of those. I started when I was a kid, I was 25 years old, I started the business and I always kind of had in the back of my head that I was going to do this for 20 years. Like that was my, I, I, it's a lot of work. I knew, I mean, I was, I was, I worked 80 hours for yeah, like my, ever, you know, I mean, my I worked, dad was an electrician. So I know like, yeah, you know, you it, guys. Was, it was just a lot of grind. And I, and I always kind of knew like, I can't do this forever. Like I can't do this forever. Like I want to do it. I'm going to do, I'm going to do 20 years. I'm going to put it in. And, and I started this company and it just, it just flourished. I mean, I really had an awesome company that I never would have sold it if there would have been other things in place. Like it was, a, it was a combination of hundreds of things that, that ultimately led to um, what it was. Um, the, you know, labor market was super tough to deal with. It was just getting so hard to find quality people. And, and I was stressing myself out all the time with nothing to do with heating and air conditioning. It was just stress about just work and business. And so you know, that's life. We all go through that. And in 2022, in June, I was out at Wheel Scorcher in um, Cherokee, North Carolina for one of the ORL qualifiers. And I was out there a few days early and I was riding. I was feeling great. It was on top of the top of the world. And Friday night, um, the, the race was on Saturday. Friday night, I remember uh, Rachel and Nick, they just got into town and I had been riding and they're like, we need to go get some practice. And I was like, yeah, I'm good. I'm going to, I'm just going to chill and, uh, I'll, I'll, I'll race, we'll race tomorrow, you know? And so I think they left and I was like, the sun's shining. I'm like, it's so perfect outside. Like, what am I doing? I'm going to go ride. And, you know, it's one of those uh, decisions. So anyway, we're coming down the mountain and it, it wasn't a bad fall. It was just the perfect fall, but I, I had a bad accident on top of the mountain. Um, I, I came down on the board and I basically karate chopped my rail oh. and I had a double, double compound break where both bones popped out of my arm. So I had a oh bone sticking out here, bone sticking out here and my wrist just literally flapped like back over. And we're at the top of the mountain. Like, we literally just dropped in the trail. So when that happened, I was just like, <sighs> it happened, and I knew I was on top of the mountain, and I was like, I got to get out of here. I jumped back on my board, and, like, and I rode, like, 100 yards, and it was like, yeah, this isn't, this isn't going to happen. So I pretty much, like, collapsed, and Rachel Payne was the first one to get to me <laughs> after that, and she's like, 
she she didn't you know yes. some people just don't deal well with and she was just like she couldn't even look at me um but anyway long story short it's, it took an hour and a half for emts to get up oh, there dude. to me so for an hour and a half i'm just laying there staring at my bones sticking out of me and uh rachel cecil was like she was like my guardian angel that she was with me the whole time her and matt holcomb were both of them you know finn's dad and it was so funny because they were like the devil and the angel like rachel's like you're going to be okay. And Matt's like, don't tell him that. Dude, you're fucked. This is bad, man. This is really bad. You know, and I'm just like, but they both like coached me through it. And anyway, so I get, so it took another hour and a half to get me off the mountain. I got a helicopter ride. Like it was a pretty traumatizing experience. I mean, the whole thing and just, yeah, it just really made me think, you know, it really, and I, and I'm glad that I didn't think about a lot of these things while I was on the mountain, but in the, in the days to follow, I really realized, like, dang, I could have died on him. Like, I could have bled out. Like, I could have just all these things start. And you just realize how precious life is and how short life is. And and I just really started thinking about everything I had going on. And, um, you know, I asked myself, like, how do you measure success? Like, what are you working for? What's your goal in life? You know, what are you trying to achieve? And, you know, I, I guess – I answer myself with, you know, I measure success as being able to do what I want every day, being able to have those freedoms. And I love my job and I love the employees and I love the customers and I love all these things about the business, but it's shackles. I wear these shackles every day and it it limits me on what I can do. And while I love what I do, I just, it's, it's keeping me from a whole other life. And, you know, the, the opportunity was there. I seen the path and, um, I mean, for years I had people calling me just to, just constantly trying to buy the business. And I just, I didn't even acknowledge it. I was just like, man, like this, I'm never going to sell it. Like, cause it, cause it was so great, you know? And it wasn't until like you just have a shift in your thoughts, I guess a little bit. And it was still one of the hardest things I've ever done. Um, still, it's hard to even imagine right now. I mean, yeah. you know, to go from just the constant grind to, uh, freedom i mean and just flexibility and yeah and it's been it's been really cool so yeah that accident was definitely the tipping point and you know i just started talking to my with my wife and one thing led to another and yeah we did it we sold we sold the business we sold basically everything we have we saved a few things shoved them in storage we uh, rented out our house and bought an rv and we never even had owned an RV before. We never, like, when we went camping, like, we get a cabin. Like, we weren't, we loved outdoors and nature and everything, but we just wanted to just get out and explore and figure it out. And it's it's been really cool. It's been one of the coolest things to hear is just the inspiration. Like, so many people are just telling me how inspiring it's been for them in 100%. their life. I mean, whether it's just random people, I'm, you know, the lady cutting my hair, or the person, the, the Uber driver, or the one wheel community. I mean, you know, to go to these events and just have people just like, dude, I'm following along. Like, it's so awesome to see what you're doing, and it's an inspiration. And yeah, dude, yeah, that's really cool. That's that's like how I recognized you. Like, I saw it was like you were you had an emotional video online about like that process and um i forget somebody shared it and i watched it and i was like this is amazing this is like this inspires me because um i just i 
I love when people follow their dreams or like know that there is something else for them to do in life and especially taking chances. Um, that stuff inspires me so much. And I love hearing that you, you know, you had this very traumatic incident where it made you rethink what you want in life and what you wanted to do. Cause I've been there before, like, um, and I think like that it takes a very special, it, it's very hard. It takes a lot of courage to like jump the boat and jump ship and be like, I'm totally going to do 180 and just like, you know, what, what I was doing in the past is now like, that's just a chapter that I'm closing mm-hmm. and, um, to bounce back from that and like have those thoughts and then also just be like, all right, let's just see what happens next. And it's so awesome that your wife was like, on board and everything like <laughs> yeah definitely shout out to peggy I mean, yeah. she's so awesome she's just like if it makes you happy let's do it and you know i couldn't have a, couldn't have a better fan couldn't have a better person to do it with for sure dude that's that's uh, i i get like a little emotional right there because you're just it's yeah it is inspiring and i think yeah. like um i think that a lot of people can can learn from something like that or or take away from a story like that because um you know, you easily could have just like had that accident and then got better and then gone back to your normal life and routine. Yeah. And you decided that that's not what you wanted to do. Um, yeah. Thanks for mentioning that too. You know, like making those videos are like, that's, you know, it's a little out of character for me, but it, it wasn't, but it, it's something compels you that you just feel like you need to put your story out there. And when you hear that people like appreciate, like, you know, just like, doing all this you know it's to put it out there it's hard to come on the podcast you know it sounds yeah. so good but then you're like what am i doing i'm nervous you know yeah. like <laughs> but you know you do you want to share your story and just and, and just brighten as many uh, lives along the way as possible that's kind of the goal i think that's it's an important thing in life to like you know what else do we have but our story and uh, everybody has a story and uh, some people might think like, oh, I, I don't do crazy stuff or like I haven't taken crazy chances, but um, it, it doesn't matter. Like it's just sharing more of ourselves with, with other people can inspire them to just do something, you know, like through this job, I, I'm just doing my job most of the time. And then I'll go to one wheel events and it'll be like, I watch your videos and you inspired me to get a one wheel. And I'm like, whoa, this is like wild. And then I think about it and I'm like, you know, I'm doing more than just like, my job is doing more than just like, oh, coming in and doing work and doing all this stuff or uh, any adventures I've had that inspire people. It's like, it is eye opening Mm -hmm. to see like how that affects other people when you're just like, I just want to live my life. I'm just doing whatever, you Mm -hmm. know, but like it's affecting other people in a positive way. Yeah. And I mean, and like just how much, how much a one wheel affects somebody like oh. you know i mean if you can introduce a one wheel into someone's life like that can potentially change their course i mean it's it's that and it has that big. For thousands for so thousands many people. Of people i yeah. think that's like we we say it all the time jack and i and and everybody on our team and it's just so amazing like there are not many products that do that and I even think about like, I am a hardcore bike guy, but the th- there's something about like the one wheel 
that has a, d- a different place in my life that like, if I just want to step outside and clear my head and go for a ride or anything else or like get together with people or you go to an event and you go on a ride and it's just like, it can do, it has done so much for so many people. And I think it's, that's like the coolest part about it. Um, yeah. Many, many different layers, you know, it, it provides that, that flow state that just that able to just go out and release yourself that, that quick little ride. But you know, the, the events, the community, the people like just, Overall, I mean, it's so crazy to th- like. I, I think about it all the time. Like, what would I be doing like without this electric toy in my life? You know, like it's so weird how much it's like changed everything. And yeah, it's mind <laughs> mind boggling. Just, I mean, all all of my friends are you know all. I mean, it's so funny that my friends before one wheel bought one wheels. To try and they're like, we got to get a one wheel to hang out with Autry. <laughs> like, and that's a true story. Like, it's it's just crazy how much it's just encapsulated everything. And, and just so happy to be a part of this community and sport. And especially here on the ground level, just seeing it all take off has been awesome. Yeah, it's 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 really rad. Um, I kind of want to like hear more about some of your adventures that you've been having with 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 peggy in the rv and, yeah. and goose is your dog's name yeah yeah goose yeah so well so february we we bought so we we sold the business in december or we closed at the very end of december i worked i worked through december and then january one was pretty much so we we were so we were working on getting the stuff ready we bought the rv in january february we hit the road like first week of february and just like went to florida spent the whole month like just like figuring out like okay is this really what we want to do does everything work do we know how to do this thing you know just we loved it we didn't we didn't want to go home we're like do we gotta go like we gotta go home and like at least like (laughs) we got a house and stuff you know we got responsibilities so we went back and we spent the month of march just basically clearing everything out getting it ready for that long-term leave and i guess march and april the the last week of april it was actually the day after my birthday we we departed and today's uh, today's day 100 i mentioned that when we were yeah. grabbing coffee i just kind of keep track of days and uh hard to think it's been 100 days but yeah we left we left home 100 days ago and uh so i mean we've hit all the events you know it's been february we were down in, in stoke bird you know we did that one we came back um we've, we've been to oak city we've been to dirt surfers but the funnest part is like filling in the gaps in between all the events because you know you can be there a week early to ride with all the homies you can stay for a week after and ride with all the boys and then just stopping along the way like you know we left dirt surfers we went and rode in tulsa and we went i went and rode in colorado springs and we rode in denver and rode in oregon you know so like just finding all the riding spots and again the magic of this sport is like having friends in all these cities where you can just be like hey i'm gonna be in town like let's go rip a trail on saturday and i mean that's just so cool to have that you know i mean that's so that's been so neat um and yeah me and peggy's (laughs) adventures you know they're they're so we we left without a vehicle we were thought we're going to either take the e-bikes or one wheels and that's how we're that's are going to be our only means of of transportation and 
that definitely makes it hard at times. We've been on some sketch rides. <laughs> when we were in Santa Cruz the last couple of times ago, we rode like five miles like down Highway 9. Oh, yeah, and it's you were like, telling me. I was like, that's wild, dude. I can't like, believe you did that. I know. I can't either. But once you get there, you're like, we only have one way back. Like, <laughs> so, you know, you know, you so you get yourself in these positions, but it's all fun. It's all part of the adventure. You know, like now me and Peggy, like, like holy crap, you believe you, we did that? But no, it's, every day is an adventure. Um, I don't know. <laughs> what have been some of the biggest challenges uh, for the for the RV life and just kind of that shift in life that you've had? What have been some of the biggest uh, so challenges? So we didn't even have a dog before we sold the company. Like we, me and Peggy had like the simplest like life. Like we didn't have a dog. We didn't have any kids at home. <laughs> like we had not, like it was just, we went to work, we came home and like, and then we sold the business, got a dog, got an RV. And it's just like, life goes crazy so the dog has been an interesting one just you know you're limited on what you can do with a dog where you can take them um so that's added some adventures um not having a vehicle has added some adventures um but really just just figuring it all out i mean we we love every minute of it every every day is an adventure we don't and it's nice not having a plan. Like it's really hard to plan, but it's also nice not to have a plan. One of the coolest things we stopped in Idaho for one, we were just going to stop one night. We were passing through and we ended up staying there a week. It was Dude, just, Idaho is like, it's so crazy. I think Idaho is one of the like most beautiful States that doesn't get recognized. Maybe it is these days, but I traveled to Idaho quite a bit. Like, almost a decade ago and i fell in love with that yeah. place yeah even wyoming was beautiful you wyoming know like there's too. so much just beautiful country out there that you know there's no no dull moments that's for sure how just, about like people other than like one wheelers people you've met on the road or any like notable folks like small town places you know i mean i, I meet i do meet a lot of people they're you know just mostly just people out living life one of the one of the coolest ones i met i talked to this guy he this was in uh asheville or old fort we were in north carolina and this guy just started talking he sees my my one wheel he's like oh we start talking he's like yeah i'm an electrical engineer and i was like oh yeah what kind of work are you in and he's like uh i actually we're, we're working on i don't know probably like talking about stuff. I shouldn't even, (laughs) the guy's having a private conversation with me, but he's telling me that he's works for these electric boat manufacturer and they just built this huge facility in North Carolina where they're going to start building electric boats. And he's, he's got me so stoked on electric boats. Like, and you know, and it was just like such a cool conversation. So I, you know, I looked him up online and started following him on Instagram and like, and like watching their progress and like all comes from just like some random guy. I was just like, you know, but he's like, Oh, I work at the factory. I'm like one of four employees at this place, you know? And like, you know, so just neat, neat stuff like that. But, um, yeah, I mean, those are the good ones. There's there's probably a few bad ones, you know, like, yeah, just crazy people that you run into. They're just like, what? What's been like the wildest area you've traveled through? Like in terms of just like, Oh, this is like, this exists. Like for me, I, I've done a lot of biking through like the South and there's a lot of Southern hospita- hospitality, but at the same time there was like, Oh, I, I should keep going because people are looking at me like, I'm, I don't belong here, you know? Yeah. 
Yeah. Uh, you know, honestly, if I'm the biggest thing I've been surprised with is the amount of homeless. Like, mm. I'm. You know, we have homeless in St. Louis. Like, it's not like I've never seen, but just how like. I've been floored by that, like really just how much they're in major cities and yeah. and just how just normal it is, really. And that's been one shocker. Right? It is it is so normalized. It's yeah. it, it's very sad that it's that normal. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, moving to Santa Cruz was like I lived in Austin, Texas before this. There was homelessness there when I was there. It was pretty bad, but like when I came to Santa Cruz, it was like it was normal here. Like there it was like, seemed like, okay, there's people scattered a little bit here. It was just like, it's a part of life. Yeah. And that was very shocking to me. And then you go to like San Francisco or yeah, LA and it's just like, what is going on people? Yeah. And it's, yeah, it's, it's a hard thing to like kind of get wrap your head around. Yeah, it sure is wild dude but yeah it's it's been it's been a crazy adventure and just seeing you know i my best place is to be out and just in the middle of nowhere where i can't see anyone from right. for miles and yeah just love, i love being out in the desolate land that's really cool away from people <laughs> i know i know it's like the older i get the more i i would just want to escape into the the wilderness and not worry about people <laughs> do my own thing right um so for i mean having been around one wheel for quite a while what in your eyes to see like the jumps and progression and not only you know the technology and stuff but the riding what has that been like i mean if you're talking 2017 with pluses and now you, you got all sorts of stuff going on yeah it the yeah the the writing the progression has been insane i i remember like the first person like go up a curb yeah. like you know everyone was like what you know um, i can remember at float life fest one there was a two by four that was laying in the grass and like that was a clinic was how to get over the two by four in the grass you know and there was like a six by six that no one even like dared to, you know, it was just these things that were so distant, you know, Bodie was of course there, you know, showing us what all could be done on a one wheel. But for the most part, it was like, there was nothing, you know? And then we didn't, I mean, I don't even remember trails really becoming a, a things. Trails was just kind of this, I, I don't know. They didn't exist until like yeah. 2019. And then all of a sudden, Boom! We're, you know, now we're riding. Now we're riding our one wheels on trails, and it just started to just change and evolve so much. And um, I mean, to go from the the plus to the XR was a big shift because on the plus you were limited. You know, you could only and I, and I think that was probably where we seen the big shift with trails because if you were out riding your plus on on trails, you were only going three or four miles yeah. before you were out of battery before you had to go back and charge. So maybe that was about the same time the XR it, it opened up a lot more terrain to be able to get out there. Um, XR gave us more board and then just to watch the rider ability just to continue to evolve and to see, you know, there's so many people I can remember, I can remember them coming like, where did this person come from? Yeah. How do they do this like magic? And 
it, it's been really fun to watch the progression of the sport and the riders and, and the boards and the technology and, you know, and the tuning of, you know, the, the shaping. And I, I think it all just is continually builds upon itself. And it's crazy to think that we're in only the first decade of it. Yeah. Very it's good. like, imagine like, I don't know, just something that was invented like dirt bikes the right. first decade of dirt bikes right yeah it's like yeah it, and now they're just like doing crazy stuff and i don't know i even i think about a lot about you know the first the first when the plus was released like the shaping that was on it like kind of sucked like you know, uh, and this is before your time. You might not even remember it, but yeah. they had an update that came out in 2017, like shortly after receiving the board, that changed everything. Like prior to that, it was like it was fun, but like there were certain things, and it just like that was the kind of the aha moment. Was like this board just got better, and I didn't do anything except yeah. upgrade the software, you know, or the firmware, and. And it's just can you know continued from there, and, and you know and to go talking about you know bringing up kind of maybe the bad but with vest coming out and being on the scene here lately and maybe the, 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 that has to make so many people appreciate what Future Motion did because to see you know to see that and to see how much work and I mean there's a lot of people and a lot of work going on there that they're not you know. Yeah, to bring a, a a product to us is super special. I mean, and and it just makes me appreciate all the groundwork that went into to bring one wheel to market. You know, yeah, as a, as like a a legitimate product too, for sure. Um, yeah, yeah, that's. I mean, I think like I think it's cool that people are doing everything to you know just see what's possible on a board, mm-hmm. and but it had to come from somewhere. Right. And For there sure. had to be trial and error and all this stuff. And, um, I, I, yeah, it kind of blows my mind. It's like, it's hard. It's, it's easy to forget what didn't exist when, if you come into it now, you're like, Oh, this is what the standard is now. Right. Right. This is the standard. But like you're saying like the plus for you is like, uh, it was cool. And then there was this update. Mm-hmm. So it's like, it's just that progression of it'll continuously. It's like a it's like a snowball effect, you know. It'll just keep morphing into its and rolling and going, and it'll just get better and better. And it just takes time to for sure. Yeah, yeah. Who would have ever? I mean, yeah. Five six years in, that this is crazy. That this is where we're at, and <laughs> I can't wait to to see where it goes from here. Yeah, man. Definitely awesome. Um, as somebody that's been riding for a while and um, also for somebody that's experienced, um, you know, an accident, a serious traumatic accident, and you still ride, you, you got back on your board after it and everything. Um, what do you think, like, for people that maybe are looking into getting a one wheel or are new to the sport, like, what kind of mentality should people have around that? Because it's like with skateboarding, any type of board sport, I mean, mountain biking, uh, you're going to take falls. I think like a lot of people will hear something like, oh, he got really injured. What happened? Like that's dangerous, right? Mm-hmm. But like what is it in you that made you just like 
you didn't, it seemed like you didn't even have a thing like, Oh, I'm not riding a one wheel anymore. It was just like, <laughs> yeah, no, it's, and it's crazy to think that like, that's all I cared about was how, how long is this going to keep me off of this wheel? You yeah. know, anyone that's on the fence about it, I'd say stay offline because <laughs> you're only going to see like right? the bad stuff. Yeah. You know, you're going to see all the complaints and you, and, but it's a board sport. I mean, there's obviously some risk involved, but I think there are certain things you can do that will keep yourself very safe while riding. You know, gear is important. Huge. Um, you know, I, th- I think I tell all new riders, if you stay under 15 miles an hour, you're, you're pretty safe. You know, I mean, for the most part, like that's a safe spot to be in, to learn the board, to learn your muscle memory, to just learn yourself. I mean, most people could probably run out at 15 miles an hour, yeah. you know, and that's a safe speed and just be aware. I used to always think whenever I first rode my brain, my brain was, what would I do if this board turned off at this exact second? Because you, until you develop that relationship with the board, you don't know. And it is a relationship. Yeah. Like even getting a GT, it was like, wow, I got to like build this relationship. It's like a trust thing, you know, like you start to trust that board and and just keeping it in that spot to allow that to build that trust with the board and to build that confidence and muscle memory. Um, there's always going to be accidents that happen like with any board sport, but I think most you can, you can ride a one wheel safely. I I would say. Oh, a hundred percent. Like, and I think your point about fifteen is like I always, I got this from uh, Javier Starks. Is don't you shouldn't ride faster than you can run out than you can't run. Yeah. So like, if you can't run eighteen nineteen miles an hour, then maybe you shouldn't be riding that fast, or you should reconsider. You know. Um, that's up to the person, but at the same time, it's like, yeah, there's, if you ride the board normally and you build that relationship, that's how I learned was I want to know everything about this thing. How does it feel at 85%? How does it feel at 20%? How does it feel when my tire pressure is super high? How does it feel when it's super low? What happens when I move this way? What if I'm off balance and I move that way? And you get to, just like anything, you get to know where your body is in space and you build that trust with the board because you hop on it. You're like, oh, this is this is easy. And then you're like, oh, wait, it's doing its own thing. But the board only does things if you give it input. Yeah. So it's really all up to the rider. For sure. Yeah. I, I think it does create a hard, like, I'm so glad that I got into it when it was just the simple days of the plus and <laughs> that no one was doing anything too crazy because it would be hard to, you come in now and you see, like, people doing 30 miles an hour and racing these trails and hitting these crazy drops. And that's intimidating for a new yeah. rider. And, and But it's, like, the mindset is, like, they want to go out and try and do 30. It's like, no, <laughs> don't do don't that. Do that. You don't know? do that. <laughs> yes. Yeah, speed is definitely one of those things that, that <laughs> yeah, everyone's chasing that, that speed number for sure. And that's where a lot, a lot of those accidents happen. Yeah. But, Pushing. You got to respect pushback. <laughs> for, sure. <laughs> for sure. Right on, man. Well, uh, I don't know. Do you have anything else you want to talk about or? Man, no, I, I, you know, I'm sure there's a hundred things I'll, I'll think about whenever I leave here, you know, definitely a little, little nervous sitting here. Uh, you know, definitely just a quick shout out to my, my, my home 
group, One Wheel of St. Louis. I yeah. st- I started that group uh, back in 2017. Whenever oh, I, yeah. I bought the one, I bought the One Wheel, and um, for probably a year or two, we didn't have anybody except like when people would be like passing through town. And a funny story, I I started this group, and and I I come walking into my office one day, like, and the girls in my office are like smiling ear to ear and they're so happy and i'm like what is going on here and they're like you're gonna be so happy i'm like what they're like we found a facebook group one wheel st louis i'm like that's my i started the group and they're like (laughs) oh man (laughs) so but they were actually like the first two people to join the group it was so funny it was like their secretary so, but now we have over like 750, 800 people in the group. So it's been a really good, good wow. group. Um, so shout out to One Wheel St. Louis. Um, yeah. That's cool. Um, another quick, it, it just, so I'm in one of these great, you know, there's many great One Wheel chats out there. Yeah. And I'm in one that we nicknamed AGB that just is this is it's a gathering of the minds and and I love being part of this this group we just we talk about everything one wheel and it like just it's like the pulse of the community and, <laughs> it, and it's a very um this is a good chat I'm happy to be a part of and uh anyway I told them I'd give them a shout out so. thank you and on that I completely oversaw this um I was like in my bed writing notes on my phone but I was like looking on my my iPad it didn't show up you were at the rider summit yeah, you've been here so many times I, since I like kind of forgot that that was that happened and that you were here and like just like briefly talk to me about that experience and maybe give some context for people listening about that experience because it was the first rider summit we ever put on and um, yeah being. Yeah. somebody that attended it that's funny because i thought that'd be one of the main things we talked about. i know i <laughs> totally botched that that no, means I, people have to listen to the end there you go no the, go. the rider summit was so cool and i i was man it, i was like a kid in a candy store to get invited it was i was just so honored to be to come here to future motion and hang out with like so many talented riders for a few days but then just to see, like, that was that was cool on itself. But then just to see, like, the communication, the progress that we felt like we made, like, it, it felt very productive. Um, it, to hear all the different writers that were there, it, it felt like they almost – it was – almost complimented each other. You know, we would, we would break into these groups and kind of discuss different things. And then when we'd come back together, it would, we'd have a lot of the same ideas, but just with little different flares. And it like, just, I don't know. It just felt like everything really, like we massaged out a lot of details and like brought up a lot of really good ideas. It was really cool to see future motion, like want to have that summit and like want our input and and ask those questions like what can we do today to change what can we do tomorrow to change what can we do as a company in the future and and to see that you know that sincere um want for the sport was just felt really good and it, it felt like we were all on the same team like we were all just riders that had the same passion that had the same vision and uh yeah, I felt felt really good leaving out of here. Like it hopefully really made a difference in the future of the sport and 
was so stoked to be a part of it. What were some of the highlights? Oh man, there's so many. Like there was like a yeah. lot of riding. I mean, um, yeah, the, the riding was super sick. I mean, that's <laughs> like anytime you're riding, yeah. like we're riding like super sick trails in Santa Cruz, like whether it's on the bluff or through the redwoods, like the riding was like top notch for sure. Uh, it was like, it was really cool. The bus stop thing. Like, oh, like yeah. that was one of the just cool moments. Like, so we were in Airbnb three, so we were like the third Airbnb to get picked up, but like just the way they did it, like, you know, you and Jack, like go around all the different little Airbnbs and pick up every <laughs> little group. And then like, by the time he got to us, it was like, all right, here's the, you know, here's the gang. And we just rolled into the office and go get coffee. It was, it was like being a future motion employee for a few days. You know, yeah. it was, it was really cool. Um, I mean, just being here at the facility was really neat. Like, you know, seeing that that wall or the, of all the oh, one wheels from the original one to the GT, like, you know, seeing that so many times on whether it's your guys' Instagram story or somebody that's been here visiting, it was just like one of those things, like, I want, I want to see that, you know. Yeah. And so it was really cool to actually be be here and, and see that. And, and just how inviting the whole facility was in just – come in and be able to walk around and hang out and um, get to know you guys was a really cool part was to get to chat with Kyle. Like, Oh yeah. Dude, we, we rode with Kyle. Like not a lot of people can probably say they've been on a group ride with Kyle. Like that was <laughs> super fun. And then like, then I got to actually hang out and like talk to Kyle. Like it was, you know, like he was just like another dude that we just like got to hang out and talk about just average stuff. And, then it was funny, like a few of the guys when we get back to the Airbnb, they're like, what were you talking with Kyle about? Shane over there with all the Kyle time, you know? And it was just so funny, and it made me feel like, ah, that was awesome. You know, it was really cool, so. Yeah, I mean, as somebody that's been on the product for so long to, like, get to hang out with the dude that created it, that's got to be amazing feeling. Yeah, for sure. Especially yeah. how dedicated you are to one wheeling and the sport and the community like uh yeah like i obviously see kyle all the time so it's not a like for me it's just like oh right there's kyle but like sometimes i do have to stop myself and be like this is all exists because he had this little crazy idea yeah you know yeah and ran with it <laughs> it is it's it's so crazy to think too like because some people don't on the outside looking in, like a lot of people think I'm just crazy that, you know, <laughs> like gave up my whole life for this electric skateboard. But for the people that get it, like once you've experienced that flow state and like once it, like you don't have to explain anything to them. They just, they know and they yeah. get it, you know, it's crazy. Was there anything that surprised you coming to the office? And um, I feel like our, our office is very, it's like hard to tell because it's a huge building, but we only use a small portion of it. So like a lot of people think we're a ginormous corporation that like just, you know, we're out here and this big old building and, and really it's just like, I mean, it's a, it's a dope office and we've worked really hard to get here and, and make it into what it is. But yeah, it's definitely, I mean, it was a lot, uh, just, yeah, to come in, to, to hang out for a few days and just to see, like, wow, I've pretty much seen every Future Motion employee here, yeah. you know, like, that it really is that small. Um, 
I mean, kind of reminds me of my company, you know, that it's just small family owned. I mean, you say family, but you're all like family. You all have the same vision in mind. And that was kind of the same thing that I uh, was just, we're all here for the same reason. Like, exactly. That's the thing. And it's like, and if you can get your whole team on that, like that culture is just magical, you know, and that was, you guys are just a, a small company that are with big results that are just trying to do the right thing was kind of what I left with. Um, I don't know. It felt good to leave and know that you guys were just, that you were just writers like us and had the same visions as us and really want to see all the same things that we want to see. It's just, you know, you can, obviously there's a, <laughs> you can't make everything happen overnight. Yeah. That's, I think that's a big thing is like things take time, especially at scale and, yeah, um, you know when people like want certain things, and it's like, well, like you got to know what actually goes in to that. Yeah, especially like you know, as like a business owner, if you want to grow and expand in certain areas, like it takes a lot of effort and a lot of resources, and uh, sometimes that slows other areas down. Yeah, one one thing circling back to the summit that I wish that I felt like. I feel like one wheel and future motion and it, it maybe it's, and it's probably very hard to do on a mass scale, but you know, communication, it, I feel like there's a lot of unanswered questions mm -hmm. out there. Like if everyone knew what we knew from coming into the summit, I feel like the community would be a lot happier and just a lot more content, you know, like the way it was explained to us just made it, it just, it made sense. Like I wish everyone knew the things that we knew to take some of the pressure off of you guys is, you know, I yeah. feel like you guys still get a lot of, <laughs> a lot of heat, you know, and I see it out there and it's like, I mean, not, I'm not, one wheel's not, future motion not perfect. One wheel's not perfect. Nobody is, but you see some of it and you're just like, you don't, they're not seeing the whole story. And I felt like that was one advantage that we got coming into the summit was to see a little bit behind the curtains and see what you guys are up against and, made it easier for us to understand and it's, it's hard to not scream that to everyone sometimes yeah. you know too oh i totally get it there's the, and then there's that fine line of like transparency but it's like how much how much do you yeah. tell and then yeah i mean that's like way above my head sure but i, I it's like totally makes sense like i mean communication is key in life right like mm -hmm. everything whether it's your 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 wife, your girlfriend, your friends, your boss, you know, your, your, the people who buy your product, like communication is what makes the world go around. And if it's not dialed, then people can make up whatever they want and run yeah. with it. And, um, no, I had a blast during the summit because like, especially the studio, it's like, we, we live in here and like put a lot of effort into it here. And this is where you spend a lot of your time. So for me, I was like having friends over, like <laughs> cleaning up and like, oh, I want to hang this stuff up. And like Rylan and Kevin like hung up stuff. And I don't know. It was just like so much fun to host everybody. It, yeah, that was, was great. I'm excited for the next one. Me, me too. Oh, <laughs> oh I got yeah, to figure, figure out how to get an invite back yeah. to that one. Yeah, that would be total FOMO. And it was funny because whenever I seen you guys announce that, I was like, Oh, I gotta put my submission in right now because if I don't and I find out that this happened and I did, I'll be so mad at myself that I didn't submit. So, 
Well, I can tell you this. Uh, we, I think we got your submission, and when your name came up, the whole team was like, "Yeah, yeah, we should, we should get Shane in here." Nice. And and get him, and I was, yeah, I was stoked. It was, yeah, it 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 felt cool. Yeah, when I read that message, I was just like, "No way, <laughs> no way!" Like, psh, honey, change plans. <laughs> We're going to Santa Cruz. That's awesome. Well, hell yeah, Shane. Thank, thank you yeah, so much no, for coming you. out. Thank all you guys for everything, man. Yeah. Super stoked. Taking time out of your adventurous life to come be in Santa Cruz again, <laughs> stop by, chat with us. Um, I'm really glad that you mentioned it, to that you wanted to come on the podcast yeah. because, you know, it's like, I it's podcast is kind of like one of the things that like, it's not a priority but I, it's something I want to continuously do and I, we try to be consistent, but it's like, we got all the other things that are going on in the marketing world and one wheel world. And, um, I'm glad that we could have somebody like you on here. Yeah, no, totally. I, I, I've even, cause I think we've had podcast number one, like a few times, right? <laughs> Dude. Yeah. Well, there was like several iterations right. of the podcast. Right. So I just wanted to see you keep it going this time. Yeah. So so you will be episode ten, which is awesome. That's a huge milestone for us. Uh, Last question before we get out of here: Uh, Who would you like to see on the podcast in the future? It could be anybody. Think of like it could be a famous person that rides a one wheel. It could be a community member. It could be. Ooh, you know, I'll give you a couple answers on that one. Like, when I think of, like, celebrities, like, I mean, I'll go, all, let's get Tom Brady in here. I mean, we all know <laughs> Tom Brady's got a one wheel. Let's shoot for the moons. Uh, the, the Salt Bay, like, that dude is pretty cool. Like, I don't know if he'd have much to say, but, like, he comes to mind whenever we're talking about celebrity. But uh, I don't know. What other celebrities ride one wheels? Maybe I'm missing somebody. There's there's a bunch. But, yeah. Yeah. How about we get those X game winners in here? There we go. I like that, that idea. Would that would be super yeah. sick. See their perspective. And... and, you know, and I'll go ahead and throw this one out there, too. When I seen One Wheel and the Float Life do the wine and cheese, it was like I, the whole community was just like, it was just a breath of fresh air. They're like, I, what the everyone, hell is this? Everybody was just grinning ear to ear. So... What are they doing? Yeah, that was that was crazy, but yeah, that was crazy. But I I'd always love to see Jeff or Bodie or somebody come back because I think that you know you, it's great minds of our industry. And, oh yeah, and anytime you're there in the same room together, I think is uh, magic happens. So, uh, but no, any of our vendors I think would be would be great. I know I, just, I don't know. I guess, <laughs> There's a lot. We're gonna have to, we're gonna have to edit this. <laughs> I've brought way too much third party stuff. No, uh, good. no, but I mean, it does. You know, it, it it does get sticky whenever you start getting into vendors and and stuff. But uh, the, the event, the the event coordinators. I know you had Manuel in here. Yeah. I know you've had. I think you've had maybe Nick and Rachel on. They're not really the talkative type. They're really, <laughs> it'd be hard to get them nailed down. Just anything, anything, one wheel. That's a that's a good one. Let's, yeah. let's edit this out. I'll email you my answer. All right, on all right. that one. It's all good. All right, Shane. Well, cool. That was a good time. Yeah, I'm man. Feeling great. Ready to go. Get another cup of coffee now. For sure. <laughs> for sure. Well, uh, I'll see you at Race for the Rail. Heck yeah! Stoked to be there. Heck yeah! We'll see you then. Right on. Awesome. Thanks, Adam. All right.
Stoke on, folks. <laughs>